Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Carlene's Anime Corner, a St. John's County Public Library anime podcast. I am very excited to be here today because we are actually talking about one of my favorite monsters, Godzilla, in his newest reincarnation. And I also have a returning guest. You guys might be familiar with Mr. Keith. He was on for Lupin the Third, and we had a great time talking about this mind-bending anime. On top of that, I have gotten a new internet service, so I am finally able to stream my anime again, and I am behind by about an entire season on everything. So, working on getting caught up on that, and I just started watching Dr. Stone. I know, I'm way behind on everything. There's so much good stuff out there. Um, Dr. Stone, a little mini review here on the first six episodes. I'm enjoying the story. I like all the sciencey stuff. I like the characters. They do yell a lot, even in the English. They yell a lot. But it's worth checking out if you can get past the fact that every time they get excited about anything, which is all the time, they start shouting. Anyway, moving on, let us go and dive into today's review with Mr. Keith. Today I'm going to be reviewing Godzilla Singular Point with with Mr. Keith, who is a repeat visitor on our podcast, and I'm so glad he's here because I seem to choose him for all of our long franchises. So he was I know here. first Lupin, now yeah, Godzilla, now Godzilla, yeah, the Golden Oldies. <laughs> yes, but I always bring you on for the newest version thereof Ooh, instead yeah. of the old stuff, which eventually I might have to inflict old stuff upon you. <laughs> So Godzilla Singular Point is a brand new Godzilla series. It just came out in 2021, and it's on Netflix. And this is a 13-episode series that um, has a very interesting story that Netflix somehow summarizes in one sentence. Brought together by a mysterious song, a graduate student and an engineer are in a fight against an unimaginable force that may spell doom for the world. So, Mr. Keith, how how well do you think that, that describes the series? I think that's maybe the most basic outline you can give, <laughs> but the fact that they don't mention orthogonal diagonizer <laughs> in the summary, yeah. they're leaving a I, lot. I am going to be tripping over a lot of words in they're, this because orthogonal diagonalizer does fast, not right? really roll off the tongue. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. Neither do half the monster names, I have no, to admit. No. But, um, yeah, this series beautifully animated yes. studio bones worked on it mm-hmm. they're really well known for doing series like mob psycho 100 soul eater they did work okay. on my hero academia okay and okay. space dandy really one of, yeah, one of my yeah. favorites yeah. one of your favorites the 3d animation was done by a completely different studio they that was by studio um a studio called orange which okay. i thought they actually did a pretty good job Mostly, Mo- most most of the time it was pretty good there were a couple of scenes i was kind of there, like, there's ah, one monster little... in particular i think they didn't do a very good job on really so, with the 3d yeah but otherwise yeah it wasn't other too than that, distracting or anything it, it wasn't attack of the bad cgi bad <laughs> some of them it's like oh, some, some of them it was like oh it's like really really ooh, ouch but yeah no it was actually pretty good the character design is by another really big name kazue kato he actually wrote the manga blue exorcist oh okay so again really well known Mm -hmm. for very distinct um, characters yeah a lot of variety yeah love the character design in this 
The script was written by a guy named Toen Joe, who is a science fiction writer, and he has actually a doctorate in something I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> it's called Mathematical Physical Study on the Natural Languages. That. And I tried looking this up on the internet to find out what that is exactly, and my brain kind of broke, which kind that, of makes that sense. That fits with the show. I feel <laughs> like this, maybe this was like his thesis paper put into anime form because I, I, it's so yeah, well, math heavy and theoretical well, physics. It's and, not even math heavy. It's just like... Cause it's Yeah, it's not actual math math. It's just like theoretical concepts. Kind of, space, space and time. time. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird. We will get more into that in the spoiler section. But... So overall, Mr. Keith, what was your opinions and thoughts of this show? Non-spoilery. Non-spoilers. I, I liked it overall. I think it came together well in the finale. I think it could have been shorter, maybe like 10 episodes. You know, there was a bit there at the end where I was a, a little like, less. A little, it dragged a little. A little less text messaging. A little less, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole lot of text messaging. Which is very of, hard to follow when it's subtitled and also still when it's in English. And it's so, very fast. Yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah. meant to be rapid fire because it's just these two ideas you know brains kind of bouncing off each yeah, other lots of emojis put in there yeah. too and, and if, even with the subtitles yeah i was i knew i was missing stuff overall i liked it i really liked the creature design yes. taking familiar kind of concepts like godzilla and mothra and rodan and, and just, kind of putting a new spin on them mm-hmm, um, yeah I like that. I love the whole Jet Jaguar saga. It goes from <laughs> oh, basically yes. a punchline. We, we to will one of definitely the, talk yeah, a lot more about Jet Jaguar. One of the main plot elements. Because at first you just think it's like a joke. It's like, here's this old guy with this weird mecha and he's watched too much Gundam. And by yeah. the end, it's way more important than way you could more, ever, yes. ever have imagined. Overall, I, I, I liked it. I, I would have cut down on some of the tech jargon and maybe trimmed down a few episodes. I, I, I will drop a hint. It was, it was like a, um, we like it, or it was more of a way too much weird science and it was incomprehensible. Yeah. So. Yeah, there were parts where I just, like, my kind of eyes glazed over and I just let it wash over me. I'm like, all right, I get the gist. I don't need to know the details. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're not, we're not trying to figure out time travel no, right now. No, no, yeah. So, but anyway, um, so what's your star rating for this one? I would give it a solid three. Three, three? out of five, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have to admit. I okay. So the first time I watched the series, I did it in two days mm-hmm. in Japanese mm-hmm. because I like to torture myself apparently. <laughs> and I got done with it, and I went, "I'm not sure what I just watched. What the heck just happened?" Yeah, yeah I am not sure what just happened, but I think I like it. And then I rewatched it in English, and I'm like, "I'm still not 100 sure what happened, but I'm seeing the shadow now." So yeah. I can see myself watching this maybe a third time just because just to get, just to get and- more and more hints and. I think a series that creates that much rewatchability for me um, deserves a four star. It can't star. be bad, yeah. So that's, I'm going to give it a, a four star. Okay, yeah, and I'm glad you had recommended to me to watch it in English. Yeah. Because I usually watch, when available, the subtitles. I do too, um, but there are times when it's like you just need to concentrate on the show yeah. and not reading the show, yeah. if and that this, makes sense. This one had so many mathematical concepts that are hard enough to understand yeah. listening. Reading them would have been I, even I more I will say difficult. there's one part where I think the subtitles had a better word for something. They kept using hyperspace in English, mm-hmm. and the subtitles were kept saying transtemporal instead. Which, which makes I think a lot more sense makes with the more plot. Sense especially yeah where it ends up yeah so i'm not sure what kind of translation (laughs) decisions were made
made mm-hmm. between the English dub and the tr- subtitles. It's tricky, you know, because you want to keep kind of the scientific aspect of it, but you want to make it maybe some phrases that Americans Into might understand more. Yeah, a little better. Although so transtemporal just literally means through time. Through time. I mean, <laughs> right. it's you, it's yeah, pretty basic it's right, there, right the there. Hyperspace yeah. is probably a little bit more complicated. Weird, yeah. So. so. But I guess American science shows use hyperspace a lot more to mean than anything. To any mean kind anything. of interdimensional, yeah. interdime. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you gave it a three star. I yeah, gave I it a four. Say, I think though, I, I think if I watched it again, knowing because it almost like I, I thought it was interesting. Not this isn't a spoiler, but the end of the show, they basically say this is the beginning. Yes, and that's and that's what's made it me go, ooh, I need to rewatch this. I need to rewatch this it. Because yeah. that ending was Because there are some movies and some shows that basically you need a second watch to really yeah. get everything. And but I, I, I felt one this one did the twist a lot better than some shows mm-hmm. because I, I have to admit when I watched it the first time, I was kind of like getting an idea of what was going to happen mm-hmm. by, the, by the second to last episode. Yeah. But it was still like a, wow, that was a really cool way of yeah, wrapping they, it up and making it go. Yeah, they don't like drop it on you all of a sudden. There's yeah. hints basically throughout the entire show. And I like that. I like that. the fact that even though this is an incomprehensible, <laughs> weird science show with giant monsters, we're going to actually make you be able to almost figure almost it out figure on your it own. Out. Yeah, by the time when they were, you know, do some reveals in the finale, which, which we'll get to, um, it wasn't like, oh, my mind is blown. It was like, all right, it just made everything kind of come together. And feel more cohesive, you know, right. some of the plot elements All right. throughout. Well, let's go ahead and get into spoilers All right, here. spoiler territory. Because it's, it's time to, like, dive into this a little bit. All right. I'm not 100% sure where I want to start, but let's go ahead and go for the fun part first. Okay. That... Giant monsters. <laughs> Giant monsters. Giant monsters. Yes. 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 So... Godzilla. He has been around since 1954. Yes. And for most of the show, he's like... Not, not really, really there. He's there as a skeleton. Yeah, and he evolves multiple times, which is yeah. really cool because he starts out more as like a fish creature swimming, mm-hmm. comes up on land. He like cocoons himself, yeah, blows he himself up for several and episodes. For several He's episodes, frozen there. and, and the, then at the end, he well, and in one of the like multiple like little newsy science conference asides. Mm-hmm. They do. They mention that it seems like he's turned into goop inside there. So they're definitely going for the chrysalis. Really, like kind of evolving. He's, he's evolving his himself into stage. his next stage. Okay, which is when he gets the atomic fire. Yeah, breath, and then and he just then, gets he crazy just, powerful. Oh, and, and then he just destroys all of Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like. Yeah, they brought in like like I mentioned earlier, Rodan, who's from. Oh the yeah, movies. the Rodan. Mothra's from the movies. Um, yeah, I love the what? fact that Mothra isn't truly a monster. It's just like this weird evolved yeah. silk moth that yeah, flies around big... and looks really pretty. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Some it was giant just like this crazy. nice little poetic moment in was, the middle of it. Was the shell monster from the movies the one with the spines who they end up yeah, using the spear? Um, he is Anguirus. He's okay. actually from the second Godzilla movie, really, nineteen fifty-five. Godzilla okay. raids again. I looked this up. <laughs> I actually recently watched that movie too. Let me tell you, he's way cooler in this anime than he is in that he movie. Is, I bet. In, in that movie, he looks yeah. a little bit like a cross between ankylosaurus and a hedgehog <laughs> so All right. they kept the spirit of that they alive kept the here. spirit of it but made him way cooler <laughs> and there's no time travel weird bullet deflection right, abilities can, yeah see what's gonna happen yeah or anything. yeah okay yeah no i love the fact that apparently he can like see just enough into the future he can like know the bullets are coming and yeah, deflect few, them to shoot back at the people a few seconds but not yeah. enough where they really they had to just get up close and, and that's and, where more of the weird science yeah, comes point in. blank um there was actually only one monster, I think, that was original to this series that they did, and that was Salunga. 
Who's Which, the he's the one in India that okay, looks kind one. of yeah. um monkeyish yeah. sort okay. of that a little was bit. the only That's the only original okay. to the series. The rest of them are all remakes of monsters Classic, from other things. Kinda. Uh even the spider things were in from a nineteen sixty seven. Oh that's right, the spiders, film. yeah. Yeah, those were I was getting Monster Hunter flashbacks a little bit from those spiders, <laughs> from just spiders. to tell you the truth, yeah. because the way they attack and stuff was very Monster they very, Hunter. They're swarming, and yeah. and of course, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get to this, but in the post credits, oh yeah, there's another classic, another classic Godzilla, villain. which was actually in the most recent the most American recent Godzilla, yep. Godzilla movie. versus so, Kong, right? yeah. yeah. Um, if you guys have seen that, there's a hint of what comes at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> And I went ahead and I listed Jet Jaguar under the monster category because he actually is from a Godzilla film from the <laughs> 1973. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, apparently Jet Jaguar shows up there in Godzilla versus Megalon, <laughs> which I, I have instantly rocketed that to a I we must watch to, it. We got to watch it. Yeah, he just to looks see how. way more dorky in that movie than he does in this show. He starts off pretty dorky in this one though, but he gets he's very, as they go. I like the fact they gave him a very retro look. Yeah, and it's almost in some way more realistic the way they do his arms and stuff than mm-hmm. like the more mecha yeah type. it looks like something someone would actually build, build in their garage but not some giant yeah transformer <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, yeah. Until Voltron the, until the very end yeah then, then things <laughs> and go full anime and, well it's because they figured out the whole invincible program yeah. somehow magically makes him grow yeah they don't explain that <laughs> they're like no yeah here's a program that'll make him invincible yeah well how yeah. it does it who well, cares? he's a descendant of the original Jet Jaguar and an AI that looks like a dog. Yeah. So. And they and one of the AIs was called PP, apparently. Well, Pelops too. Pe- there was Pelops too, and then the last one, the the baby one, was called PP. That's yeah. right. And yeah. so he he became Jet Jaguar PP. Yeah, uh, and okay. that was kind of his ultimate. Form. Have we made it clear this anime is weird? It's, yeah. <laughs> You've got AIs from the future sending messages back to their past. Oh, and so. about three or four different conspiracy theories happening. <laughs> Within one show. Within one show. I'm still not sure who all's a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm still not sure. Is Ashihara the main guy who started all this? Is he evil? Is yeah, he good? Is he what? And Tilda from the Shiva Institute, yeah. she's set up as a villain, but in the end, I'm not sure if she was actually a villain or yeah. just very protective of her corner. Yeah, so my, yeah, so Ashihara was interesting because he's not in the show really at no, all. But, but he's hear, the hinge point of yeah, it. Yeah, you hear all this talk about his research. He essentially sets the stage for, for everything. everything. And then when he shows up at the end, he's got this evil smile. And I'm like, wait, I thought he was a yeah, good guy. Yeah. He kind of helped and, prevent the. Well, and I, I thought he wasn't necessarily a bad guy or evil evil he was just a scientist who's yeah. trying to find things out but didn't want to destroy the world in the mm-hmm. process and i'm like maybe he does want to destroy the world but <laughs> he wants twist. to do it in his own way in his own little mecha godzilla way? Yeah. i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was plus he's got the crazy hair crazy eyes i mean he's instantly like classic classic mad scientist, mad scientist. Kind of. but yeah i did like that there was no real clear like villain villain yeah you know it's yeah. kind of all these people trying to figure out in their own it, way. I'm still trying to say if the journalist was that fake journalist was a villain or not. He kind of shows the up at the guy, end because he shows up at the end as kind of like looking pretty evil. Yeah, yeah. And so does the American, the American who guy, originally yeah. helped out BB, the crazy scientist mm-hmm. in India. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I'm still not sure. Are they good guys are or are they, they bad guys? I think they're planning. I mean, they have to be planning a season two. Now, the so. one person I thought did have a deep, dark plan that turned out not to have a deep, dark plan was the guy who was in charge of the radio installation where oh, Godzilla's really? skeleton was in the basement. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I think he just literally, that's his job. That's and just he just job. likes teasing the newbie by sh- new people by showing them this yeah, giant Godzilla skeleton. And he's like, no, like, we didn't do it. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I think, got nothing yeah, they to do, do set this. him up like you think he's going to be, you know, part of a yeah, grander weird, conspiracy. Yeah, but I, I I think he just literally likes teasing the new guy. And <laughs> we got it's a like, Here, you want to see what's in the basement? <laughs> Check it out. Check it that out. That in the microfiche. <laughs> I wonder if it's worth any... Oh, yeah, the microfiche. <laughs> <laughs> that part was funny. So if you are younger than us um, and have never seen a microfiche machine, you will totally relate to a little 10-second thing yeah, where he has to try to and find this old technology. How do I read this? What is microfiche? Yeah, it's What does the reader look like? Um, Classic yeah. library uh, yeah. reading software. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess hardware it would be. Well, we used to have a microfiche reader in our library. Back in the day? Uh, not that long ago. It really? died about eight years ago. It used really? to belong okay. at the, it was at the main library. All right. So, and it didn't die until about eight years ago, and they opted not to replace it. I guess that makes so, sense. It's sad, though. I mean, it's sad because... Yeah. It's a staple of, you know, old school libraries and... Yeah, and research Research and facilities. Because there's yeah. still a lot of records that are on microfiche, mm-hmm. like Only, old newspapers, yeah. genealogy records. It hasn't all been digitized yet. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. some ways, microfiche can last up to like 100 years or mm-hmm. so. So it's considered a pretty stable way of storing For, things. Yeah, record keeping. But anyway, we're getting off tra- yeah. topic again. <laughs> library talk. Library. <laughs> talk um antique old library <laughs> equipment that we still had for quite some time i know i think we finally so. got rid of our last overhead projector just a little bit ago really that too oh my gosh <laughs> those are still used in a lot of my college courses believe i remember or not. those yeah well the they're little... handy you just drop the little thing on there you start drawing and it, pro- and it shows what you have just right very low the... tech and worked really well it worked all right we're going off on okay. a tangent anyway yeah, we... um jet jaguar yes yeah, so he Right, we're in spoiler territory now. Well, we're in high spoilers yeah. because Jet Jaguar is like surprisingly the main character yeah, in many so ways. so you start the show and you just think it's this old guy, silly robot. Oh, Mr. Otaki. In his, yeah, in his garage. <laughs> he's and insane. It's like, he thinks it can fight gods, you know, kaiju. He, and Well, and the whole thing is he's all about fighting off monsters and no monsters have actually showed up yeah, yet. Yeah, he's just It's prepared. just like he's just prepared. Yep. He's making this robot to fight monsters. But then as the show goes on, you know, they give it the spear with the... the horn from well, the and one then they creature. load an ai and into then they it. put an ai into it which is when it yeah, really it, just, it, it it gains like sentience yeah in a way yeah and then the final twist i guess that really brings it all together is that the song was sent from a future jet oh, jaguar yeah we forgot to mention the song oh the song yeah, yeah. this whole thing opens because they're hearing this weird song coming from a mansion so the yun arakawa and uh what's his name his friend Habaru yes, will go from uh, the are called in from the Otaki people to go ghost hunting to yes. find this weird song that's yeah. coming from this mansion, and so and that song whole... keeps playing throughout the entire series. Yes, and for a song to be played that often, it has to be pretty catchy. And I gotta say, I like the song yeah. even in episode thirteen when it came on. I still oh, liked it. Yeah. And they do a choral version of it during yes, like, the epic the moments, yeah, the epic and it's finale. like, oh my gosh, this simple little like Indian song suddenly so became cool. so cool. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm planning on trying to buy a copy of that song yeah, if I was, can because it was good. It was catchy. So like, they kind of set up this song as the cause for the the problems because you hear the song. Yeah. People are investigating, and then Kaiju and, begins yeah, showing up. Yeah, and as up. soon as the so- they investigate the song, mm-hmm. the Rodan show up, yeah. and then the 
Mandas, I think, were next. Yes, the little yeah, they the, came next, and then and then you had this, and then you Godzilla, Godzilla came out of the water. Underwater Godzilla, yeah, yeah. Um, Everything's coming out of the water. Yes, yeah. So you think this song is like summoning these creatures, but I guess the twist in the finale was the song was actually sent back for us to use to stop, stop the, the creatures. creatures. That's because why it showed up. Because the song actually did. contains all the information that Jet Jaguar needs to yes. do his evolution into Jet Jaguar PP, the yes. Invincible, and to upgrade and, and punch and out Godzilla. the diagonizer <laughs> to stop the red dust. Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely like a, a, a just it was a mind bender of a twist because yeah. you're thinking. But the all thing right, is, they drop a hint about this halfway through the series when Professor Lee and um, oh, what's her name, Camino, May Camino were talking mm-hmm. about the weird like time travel information and stuff. Mm-hmm. They actually drop a hint that you can send information from the future, but you. The way you don't break time is because nobody knows it actually is, is information. information. You code it in you a way. You code it in and a way. And that's what they did. Yeah, it was a song. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm still trying to figure out. I don't know how much May Camino actually like saved the world with all her crazy ideas, or if it was her AI Pelops who was helping think, her out yeah, the, the entire AI way. The AI did the heavy lifting for sure. Random internet uh, download program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started just as this little assistant on the internet. internet. I'm like, okay, I'll download and this, and then it the takes one. over her computer. It becomes its own little robot takes over thing. To, yeah, yeah, it just it's keeps just, evolving. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that, and it does bring it kind of full circle where the end. Theoretically, the, the future the has beginning. to send it back. Yeah, that's where well, it all began. And that's it. You hear these t- these voices talking to each other over the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm, and there's yeah. just random talking. And you're like, I have no idea almost, what they're yeah. talking about. And then at the very end, they start talking again. And you realize that it's all the different versions of Jet Jaguar talking to yes. itself about the fact how it knew everything from the beginning and so on and so forth. And they've yeah. lived, they've died, they've done this, they've done that. Yeah. And, and then the last line is like, and the story begins and again. And it begins. Yeah, and Jet Jaguar and mentions like, that at the end, like how it's been in every timeline. Yeah. So it knows Everything. all these outcomes. Yeah. So, and that's why it's such an advanced AI. And I was just Way like, more advanced than yeah, they anticipated. They did. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, th- that, that, I, I don't know. That moment just kind of went, ooh, yeah, I need to rewatch the series. Yeah, exactly. Restart. I think <laughs> Restart. That, and I think watching from episode one, knowing, okay, the song is here for this reason. Mm-hmm. This character is doing this. It would yeah. help a lot. I yeah. Think. Yeah. There is this weird material card archetype that kind of like goes it, through this entire series. Yeah. It's the red dust is made of it. The um, red dust they called phase one. Yeah. They have weird see through cubes, which they call phase three. Supposedly it goes up to 13, 13 phases. Which is the diagonizer, which, which is, is what the they orthogonal use at the diagonizer, end, basically to which win. Which yeah. converts the red dust into giant crystalline spheres. Yeah. Which, considering how many people are probably in red dust very areas, dangerous. I'm like, I wonder how many people die yeah. by getting rid of the red dust and saving the world. But they don't really show that no, aspect. No, no, they just show the the kaiju. So my my understanding was that the archetype. It's material that basically exists in two different dimensions, in our dimension and some other dimension. Or it exists outside time. 
or both. It could or be both. yeah, connect because two different somehow time they managed to catch light with archetype that keeps bouncing off these different cubes, mm-hmm. but it keeps gaining an energy like it's drawing energy from somewhere else, which is not supposed to be so possible. It's not yeah. supposed to be possible. And so the idea is that it's pulling energy from the future. So it's a so diff- it's got it exists. In the present and, and the, the future, future yeah. and possibly the past. <laughs> <laughs> Three different times. Three different times all at once. And they say there's 13 phases, but at one point, I think May Camino makes some kind of, drops some kind of line like it doesn't actually have 13 phases. Yeah, we only we're see. We're seeing different, we're, we're seeing it differently in our dimension than a different different angle of dimension. it in our dimension okay yeah it, that so, part was, it's very interesting but very confusing yeah and i'm still trying to figure out because when the red dust shows up is when all the monsters show up and they can only live in the red dust because rodan outside the red dust eventually dropped dead mm-hmm. so are the monsters made out of the archetype red dust I or do they, they create the archetype red dust. I think Godzilla created the red dust. That was one of his things. He would spread okay. the red dust. So, yeah. And Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Flashlight just went on. Yes. Or light bulb. Um so Godzilla is the, the singular point yes. which creates the red dust, which is why they have to get rid they of Godzilla because Godzilla he brings the catastrophe which ends the world and yes. recreates it. Because stopping the other kaiju helped, but, but it, it didn't, didn't stop, stop it. And Got you. What's the scientist's name? Ashikara. Uh, Ashihara. Ashihara. He knew he had to stop Godzilla, but he don't. I, he did not have the technology okay. yet. Because remember, he started like fifty years ago. Right, and he had his old task pro- program running, which they. I love the way they symbolize the supercomputer like <laughs> traveling in it because the little AI puts on a dog AI puts on a snorkel and like yeah, dives and it's in, in this weird little, And you see him actually in there. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. what happens is Pelops too. Actually, while running the task, he turns it around and like says, "Okay, we're going to run it backwards through the past." I think he actually time traveled to the past and goes to Ashihara as he's just. To, I don't know if he talks to Ashihara, least, yeah. but I think he then embeds what he needs into Ashihara's program, so that he knows. So that he back knows in the to fifty years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially it's like, like Ash. It's it's the past, present, and future. All working together, together in this one to stop this catastrophe. Yeah. You have a scientist getting information from the future, the future Tricky, sending that the information, information back to the past, to the past with and, a song, which the scientist yes. is also studying because the scientist is like, "What's this weird song that keeps showing yeah. up?" Yeah, so, so it's almost like you know this this idea of time being like flat, like everything's kind of happening all at one. once. Yeah, and time is also kind of a closed loop because in yes. some way doesn't this like fall into the predestination fate thing? Yeah, and that's where it's why like it your ends fate with the is beginning, kind your, of, your you know? fate is set no matter what. <laughs> which this is that's a whole concept. philosophy discussion we are not getting you, into. You, I would never have expected a Godzilla <laughs> anime to have us thinking about predestination, closed fate. time loops. Yeah, fate. How does time operate? I mean, it had some big ideas. It, it did have some big, big ideas, ideas, which I kind yeah. of enjoyed because it's been a while since I've watched an anime that tried to portray those big ideas, mm-hmm. but actually kept it interesting. Because as I said, you you were right. It does get a little boring at moments, but every time I start it, kind of like going, okay, I'm losing interest in this. They've 
flashback to Godzilla stomping on yeah, something. Yeah, they're like, all right, you need some yeah, time. We, we need go. some monsters destroying and, things. And Here we go. Talking about it makes me understand it more, and I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. I appreciate it more. As I said, I, I think it was less science at the end than it was philosophy and poetry. Yeah, it, the end was so, very poetic, for sure. Yeah. You know? And, and very much a everything is cyclical. Mm-hmm. It goes back in circles and, and everything. kind of harmony, which, yeah. With them building the the little stinger at the end, with them building Mecha Godzilla, I now really wonder how they're going to pull that into season two, since they've already kind of established this. Yeah, this timeline. This timeline, and I'm assuming thing. that was so. Yeah, the stinger is Ashihara overseeing construction of right a with the fake with the journalist, journalist and the American, and the American guy, guy who you thought was originally helping everybody yeah. stop the catastrophe so now you're wondering what his so game, end goal is so I'm assuming that because we never see Godzilla's body we see like the big beam from Jet Jaguar I th- okay and then I think so they- I assumed Jet Jaguar by destroying literally anatomized oh, it's just himself vanished. and Godzilla like just completely okay. destroyed them that was the way I took that ending but they stole God's, the original Godzilla that apparently showed up when Ashihara was younger okay because remember this whole thing starts with a festival celebrating the death of a monster yes. yeah and it destroyed an entire village where the mansion is now built that Ashihara used to live in so I think what it is is that Skeleton was 80 years old, which Asahara, when he was a kid, it somehow got killed. So that was the first singular point that showed up. So that skeleton is still a Godzilla. And so now they're grafting. So now they're grafting the mechanicals onto that skeleton. I was wondering if it was like completely mechanical or put on a body. I I think they're grafting it onto the Godzilla. Okay. Skeleton. The first Godzilla, though. The first Godzilla. Which means the singular point isn't completely gone because that skeleton still exists. Yeah. And somehow, because originally that song was being played through Godzilla's skeleton. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Season two. Okay. (laughs) Season two. two. Bring it on. I'm I'm ready. So with all of this weird discussion, I think we can figure out why some people really hated this anime. Yeah. I would not recommend this to to everyone. There's a lot of conceptual. I I recommended it to you because you said you liked weird time travel stuff. I love time travel anime. I love, yeah, like... Stuff that just bends my brain and breaks my mind. I, I don't always <laughs> like, like it, but I also really like giant monsters, and I felt they meshed the two well. And and like we said, the way it ended up, it was not. Yeah. It didn't end on some big like scientific theory. It was like more poetic. It, yeah, very, it, it wound uh, up being more poetic, more philosophy, more about like the and, the and more people, about Jet Jaguar punching and, out Godzilla, and Jet Jaguar going <laughs> growing huge and yeah, <laughs> detonating. <laughs> And detonating on Jet. How, so, yeah, how a computer program can make him huge, they don't explain. They no, don't need it to. Just, it, well, it was, it, some, just it was the weird Jet Jaguar Invincible program, and yep. it worked. Yep. Via the but, future. So, fun Easter eggs. I don't know. Did you watch the... The opening song was amazing, and I watched the opening a lot, because mm-hmm. I really liked the song, the art style, and all the stuff they did in I there. watched the, the opening the first episode, yeah. I think. Um, did you ever watch the ending episode? The, the the closing the cl- credits closing credits song. The, for the, for the last episode I did because I knew there okay. was a, a stinger, stinger at the end yeah yeah um, so I w- 
watched it because I thought it was fascinating that they kind of went to an older style of animation, like it looks older, mm-hmm. and then they brought in like the original designs of the monsters. Oh, really? Yeah, Into as the... you watch it through, you'll notice there, and there's also apparently a whole bunch of Easter eggs in there I didn't catch because I'm not that up on my kaiju of a bunch of monsters that didn't actually show up in the series. Oh, but like classic Yeah, Godzilla, but like classic Godzilla okay. monsters and stuff. But yeah, as you're watching it, it's like, oh, that's an older version of Godzilla. Because I think the version of Godzilla, I have to rewatch it because it's been years since mm-hmm. I've seen it. The version of Godzilla I think they used to f- in this series was the Shin Godzilla from the last live action Japanese okay, not, movie. Yeah, it didn't look like the classic. No, it Godzilla. wasn't the classic. He was like a little more mu- muscular. Yeah, and his mouth was hinged differently. Yeah, it was yeah his l- neck it was, was kind of thick. Yeah, yeah and he, the tail was super long Yeah, and it was wavy. a different take. And on that the... I think is from the Shin Godzilla movie. Okay. That would so make sense. If he, so if that's... he looks a little funky weird, I think it's because that's where they pulled it from. I haven't watched that movie in like two, three that's years. That's the most so. recent Japanese mm-hmm. one, though, yeah. right? Because we had our... And that one was interesting because it's almost more of a statement on Japanese politics I than heard it, it was, was Godzilla. Very political. Yeah, Shin so, Godzilla. Which made it very interesting to watch and kind of harkens back to the roots of Godzilla because the first Godzilla film from 1954, which is absolutely amazing. If mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, highly it's recommend. It's a classic, yeah. Um, don't watch the weird American edited cut version uh, watch the original Japanese. Mm-hmm. You have like so many tropes that show up later in anime. You really? have the main scientist, like emo yep, dude, with there. an eye patch. Like he's got a black <laughs> eye patch. Of course, it, yes. It's like amazing. But the whole statement of that movie was all about nuclear, nuclear warfare, war, yeah. uh, weapons of mass destruction, mm-hmm. and how humanity shouldn't have them, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And it was just amazing, like, heartfelt message about that. Mm-hmm. And then a few, like, you know, 10 years later, Godzilla becomes campy, let's yeah, destroy yeah, everything Yeah, at that point, thing. he's fighting just the monster so, of the week. So basically. I felt like Shin Godzilla was trying to bring back, like, Godzilla as a message. Because the roots are political, like you said, you know? The, yeah, like, not like, so much political as about science and its uses. Yeah, humanity, kind of. Yeah, science and humanity and how science can go too far. Yeah. But yeah, so as I said, because the Godzilla featured in this one is, I think, from that Shin Godzilla And this one was like that. It had a similar... The the monsters weren't really the focus. You know, it was kind of about the people and... And, the, and all the, they're trying to use the science yeah, that brings the monsters. Yeah, the, the monster monsters. fights were fun, but they weren't really the main focus yeah. of the show. Oh, another fun Easter egg I noticed. Uh, the American, um, they do a lot with news broadcasts mm-hmm. throughout to kind of tell you what's going on, which is an old, yeah, I've course. seen that in a lot it's of classic, anime. It's yeah. classic. Um, I'm not sure about some of the other names of news broadcasts in there, but I noticed that when they were in America and they're doing like the reporting on the Rodan in mm-hmm. Manhattan, um, the network was named Bones, which is the studio that animated the series. Oh, really? Okay. So I that was that, that was one little Easter egg I caught in there. So right. I thought that was I was like, aha, Bones. I see you. I caught you on that one. <laughs> a little a little shout out. <laughs> a little to shout Bones. out to their animation company. I, I, as I said, I'm not sure if the others were shout outs also because I'm not very familiar. I'm sure with they things. were all kind of references. Yeah. It's, it yeah. seems like that kind of show where there's a million references kind of sprinkled throughout. Throughout, yeah. But but, but yeah, just one one real. Quick note on the animation. I liked how the kaiju were animated so differently. They were done by the CG company. Yeah. Everything else was done more 2D. Yeah, and I and I liked it because they are supposed to be from different dimensions. Right. They're not supposed to look like something and most times from our dimension. They didn't clash with the 2D. No. It like somehow worked it really worked. well. They they look uh, different, but they yeah. That one it, moment when the Rodan looks through the doorway at them when they're trapped back in like the convenience store or mm-hmm. something, just looking at the Rodan's eye, I was like, okay, that's actually 
kind of creepy. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it gave you like some of the creepy vibes you should get from these monsters. Yeah, the monsters they look they were like fleshier than some of the yeah. mo- the movie versions, yeah. which was well. Creepy. And the, the only monster I thought was bad, sort of badly CGI'd, or at least didn't seem to flow with the other animation as well, was Salunga, mm-hmm. uh, the one that was attacking the Shiva Center in, yeah, India. in India. There were moments where I was like, "You are very CGI, very CGI, very yeah. CGI," and it just didn't quite fit with the rest of the anime. Yeah, he there was, felt there was a inserted. shot at the end where he's like descending down yeah, that cavern and, holding onto a wire mm-hmm. and it looked yeah, it clashed with it, the, it clashed the a little too much episode. with the 2D. Yeah. But the rest of it I felt they did a very good job incorporating mm-hmm. the the 3D CGI type models to the 2D. Yeah. Yeah, and I and it fit it it didn't overpower the 2D. Yeah, it didn't animation. like snap you out of the series yeah, and go, it, what did they do? Because mm-hmm. some, yeah, like we said, <laughs> there, some, There's a few things I've watched where it's like, ooh, I just got attacked by really bad CGI. Yeah, some of the CGI <laughs> just takes you out of it. But no, I thought, I, I, I liked how they animated the, the kaiju Yeah, overall. No, I think the animators did a really good job on this. And that's part of what kept me watching was the really good monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the monster designs and seeing, and yeah. especially Godzilla, seeing how it evolved. Three well, or and, four and times. the people designs. I mean, May Camino, the way yeah, they designed her. They have her, so much character. She and... is such the grad student that never gets enough sleep and yep. just doesn't care about anything because she's got like, she's she wearing a no t shirt and life. shorts. Yeah, no social life. <laughs> just... Her glasses are always falling off her yeah. face and she communicates better with her AI yeah, than her she does AI, people her half AI the time. AI was her best friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that says it all. And didn't you wish you had an AI like that in college? Yes. Take oh all gosh. your notes and collate them into just a paper research, for you and yep. publish it. And just, it was just like, oh, by the way, I published your paper. You did what? What? Yeah. <laughs> you just say something and it spits out every amount yeah, of research like, you could want. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm looking for information on this. Oh, look, here, I found this and this, this and this, this and this, this and this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think every, we all could have used that. We would have all been the laziest school. students on earth if we had that AI. <laughs> we had that. But. So. Yeah, the one case where downloading random code from the internet did not turn it out worked. bad. It saved the world, yeah. <laughs> I know, normally it says, do not open this attachment. Do you not know, do she's this. Just like, Don't okay. do- hey, Click. this sounds cool. Click. Hmm, I wonder what I just downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> An AI from the future. All right. That's the good. other thing I find hysterically funny. Mei Kamino and Yun Arakawa are two main people. So Yun Arakawa is the engineer who builds yeah. the AI. Mei Kamino is like the brains behind everything. And she is actually knows Haburu from as kids. They went to the same high school, who's mm-hmm. a friend and coworker of Yun Arakawa. But they never they, meet. They never meet. I love Those that. Those two never yes. meet until like the last yes. like minute of the series. It is like running in parallel basically yeah, the entire Because show. they text back and forth with each yeah, other. Yeah, they communicate but, but don't actually. She uses a screen name that means like long-horned beetle or something like that. I can't remember <laughs> what the Japanese word is that they use because uh-huh. that's her symbol on her text messaging. Yeah, yeah. And so he has it's not even until like almost the end of the series you realize, oh, I talked with her possibly on the phone and Haburu goes, oh, oh wait first, a minute, you yeah. mean that's May Kamino? <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. We actually so yeah, I thought that, I was, thought that nice was hysterically touch. funny. Because you've got these two kind of plot lines running in parallel. Yeah, occasionally kind of crossing over, but not really. It's just mm-hmm. kind of mostly running. And then until at the very end, it's like, oh, then it all kind of comes together. We know who together. this person yeah. is yeah. that I've been, been randomly texting, texting with for, for the whole episodes. show. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. So yeah, that was that was an again a really nice touch on the character building there. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and the fact that he offered her, you know, this dare or bet thing about solving this puzzle, and mm-hmm. it was like sushi in a, to- in a Tokyo helicopter ride. <laughs> and I was just like, this sounds like teenage, like yeah, college I'm students. Sushi in a helicopter. Like, sushi in a helicopter ride. I mean, come on. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like, and I just wish, like we said, the text messaging was a little easier to follow. Yeah. It yeah. was super quick, which it was meant to be because they're supposed meant to be to two, be. like, super smart people. Well, and know, also, but... uh, I think a lot of it was the fact that Japanese phones are more built for texting really so i think a lot of it was probably a they could type faster than we can probably another favorite character goro otaki of course yeah the old 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 crazy guy right you always need an old crazy guy who unknowingly helped save Save the world world. yeah by building jet jaguar i actually like him better in the japanese Mm-hmm. subtitles because he you can tell because they actually put quotes around a lot of this and also just the way he talks goes very different mm-hmm. he does a lot of quoting of things okay like like idioms, like and, idioms and poems poetry. and stuff like that and there's one point where he does like almost a whole kabuki like stance and quote thing really that and it comes out way better in the japanese than it does in the english because he does like the whole voice thing and everything mm-hmm. and also there's that part where they're driving the truck off the ramp oh the ramp and he and in the english he says something like hold on to your butts or something like that in the japanese i love it it's really simple all he says is what a view and i'm like <laughs> this so sums up his craziness that's right so there it's better. like yeah. he is launching this truck into who knows where they and don't his, know if they're going to survive first thought and his first view. thought is what a view yeah i, I normally watch <laughs> even when i'm watching in, in english i have the subtitles on but i turned them off because there were they were so different there's a lot of difference almost completely different yeah yeah and i have to admit the science was a little bit easier to follow in the Japanese mm. than I mean in the English than mm-hmm. it was the Japanese yeah. but the Japanese I think gave me a better hinge on like Otaki's character mm-hmm. and some of the wording like because yeah. like the hyperspace versus trans temporal so yeah, some we, of it I was like okay I so I think watching it in both the Japanese and the English helped me get a better handle on the it, series it must have been a hard show to localize oh it must have been it's pretty easy to well not easy but it's pretty straightforward to translate you know like certain anime concepts but when you're yeah. talking about science and you have a guy quoting poetry that can and, get a, and, and you want american audiences to kind of get at least it and wrap their so, heads around it yeah it's tough all right well i think we're, it's time for us to wrap it up there all righty we, we're reaching the end well actually a little past our time limit but <laughs> of course try to keep these under a half an hour doesn't always happen but thank you so much mr yeah, Keith, for coming to join me on this happy to be here and um exploring the newest version of godzilla with some weird mind warping bring on season science. two bring on season two i'm, I'm ready. actually <laughs> looking forward to sci- I hope season they bring two it. I, I really want to know where they go it. with this yeah so, a lot of possibilities. A lot of possibilities. Well, and hopefully I'll have you on again, maybe for something that's not a franchise that's been <laughs> around for 50 over 50 year old, years. <laughs> yeah, 50-year-old classic <laughs> Japanese franchise. Hey, I'm up but, for anything. Hey. Yep. Yeah, well, I know you're up for anything. That's why I threw this series at you. <laughs> I know. I would not recommend this to most people. You no, a very this is definitely a very audience. specific yeah. audience. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you very much, and I will hopefully have you on again some yeah. other time. Awesome. So, bye. Bye.
I hope all of you enjoyed that review with all of its confusing back and forth and way too many characters that we weren't able to go into in detail. But as a summary, Mr. Keith gave Godzilla Singular Point a three and I gave it a four. And we actually had a really great time talking about it. After our recording, he said he felt he understood the series a lot more after our discussion. And I love an anime that gives a lot of room for discussion, which this one did. Um, Another mini review, I recently picked up Pokemon Snap. I know I'm running a bit late on that one, and I've been playing it, and I give that one a really good rating. At first, I was a little bit bored because I was like, oh, all you do is you ride on the set track and take pictures of Pokemon, and then I found out there are quests and, like, different things you're trying to do, and the, um... The design of the Pokemon and the landscapes and the way they interact together is amazing in that game. So highly recommend Pokemon Snap for the Switch. And, ooh, speaking of Pokemon, that's another long-running franchise. Hmm, would it be too much torture to have Mr. Keith on for a Pokemon movie one day? I will have to consider just how evil I want to be. And with that, have a lot of fun watching a lot of anime. Goodbye!